the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And wow, what a hell of a Final Four weekend. Uh, sure, yeah, Baylor beat the brakes off of uh, the Houston Cougars in a game that was not even remotely competitive. But the second one was an instant all-time classic in uh, a battle of Rock'em Sock'em robots uh, playing at a prolific speed. Uh, and that, of course, Gonzaga and UCLA, a 93-90 to overtime thriller capped by Jalen Suggs off glass. I, I think I heard him here. You know, call, he called bank. Bloody, I heard it. He said, bank! And it went right in. Uh, a shot that he had practiced a gazillion times, according to Mark View, uh, in in-game situations, and it paid instant dividends in a real-life setting. So, unbelievable game. Now we get Baylor and Gonzaga, a matchup we've been waiting for all season long. It's finally going to come to fruition. And a little early bonus time, Lundy. Uh, I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears on a game prop over. Team total points, 77 and a half. I think this one, this one is going to be a track meet up and down. And I think the Bears, with their sharpshooters, are going to be able to hang with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And we'll give you a full preview a little bit later on this pod. But, uh, you know, throwing out that bonus time there, I think the Bears are going to hit 80 points here in the end. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm going back and forth when it comes to the total. I do not. This this number scares the bejesus out of me, oh. dude, because I've sat down and written down a few different final scores that I keep. I'm just going, OK, if this happens and then this and then this. And I'm staring at that 159 and a half and just beating my head against a wall <laughs> because I'm trying so hard to pick where to go. But I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I know that's part of the fade five. So I will leave it alone at this point. But yes, instant classic on Saturday night had uh, my wife and I both going, oh, my God, yeah. just screaming yeah. on the couch. What a fantastic game. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and it just added to the buzz that I was experiencing at that time because it was uh, it was late in the evening, uh, to say the least, when that banker finally went in. Oh, man, what a game. Uh, hopefully tonight's will be just as memorable. Look, if you want to get in on that action or anything else, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year outside of college basketball. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia, to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 101 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish inside the top 10 of the Masters. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Turning $1 or $100 is simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. That's right, 101 odds on is an offer like this uh, really doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in all the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and again, use that promo code FTN. Again, FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code FTN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only 
At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call Wayne or Gambler in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to this Monday edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, it's time to drop the gloves, Lundy. Start throwing some haymakers at the old sports book's face here and try to plant a punch uh, and get a good start off on this Monday. Give me a selection in the NHL that you are digging your skates into the ice on, amigo. Well, you know, sometimes we talk about fading the noise. This could be a fade the Nate uh, because <laughs> I had I had a very good weekend on the ice, and therefore we could be due for a letdown. But there's a game tonight I really like, but the odds, uh, too much juice. So we're going to turn it into a two-leg parlay. Let's start start with the one that I really like. Uh, Winnipeg is hosting Ottawa. Now, this is in part due to the fact that basically uh, all of Vancouver, like not just the team, apparently the entire city uh, has COVID right now. Oh, uh, and I- so the Vancouver Canucks have had everything postponed because of the number of players and coaches and everybody that have that have uh, tested positive or due to contact tracing. So this game is actually happening in part because of that, because Winnipeg has lost some of the games on their schedule. So they've moved this up. Winnipeg is going to take on Ottawa. Um, I expect Connor Hellebuck to be between the pipes. Uh, Winnipeg is four and one against Ottawa so far this season. They also sit second in the North Division. But Winnipeg is a heavy favorite, Brad, minus 200. You know, we don't like that kind of juice. Nope. So we go and we grab Montreal, who is at home taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Really like this Montreal uh, matchup as well. Uh, Jake Allen should be between the pipes. A 922 save percentage he's got going so far on the season. Again, looking at the trend, Montreal is 3-1 and one against Edmonton so far this season. So I like Montreal at home. And because Montreal is only a minus 129, you put those two things together, Brad, and we've got ourselves a nice two-leg parlay on the ice at a plus 170. So take Winnipeg on the money line, take Montreal on the money line, and let's hope that uh, my trend over the weekend does not come to a screeching halt. Ooh, seduced by the juice. I like it. And hashtag mandatory Moderna, Vancouver. Number four. All right, let's move on to the diamond. Uh, Fantastic uh, opening few days of the Major League Baseball season. I pissed away way too much money on random player props, so uh, Daddy needs a winner. And I think I found one. I feel good about this. And I'm going to take the over uh, on the total between the Pittsburgh Pirates and Cincinnati Reds, currently sitting at 9 at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a matchup of pitchers I did not know, realize existed, until I did research uh, for this take. Uh, But Pittsburgh's got JT Brubaker going up against Jose De Leon. I just like saying the name. Jose De Leon. Of the Cincinnati Reds, uh, you look at uh, Brubaker last year in 47 and a third innings pitch, a very healthy 9-plus K per nine, but he uh, had a little bit of a walks, a control issue, 3.23 BB per nine, and gave up a ton of long balls, 1.14 home runs per nine. Most of the projection services out there have them estimating anywhere between a 4.25 and 4.50 ERA. Meanwhile, Jose De Leon. Uh, six innings pitch. That was it last season for the Reds. A high strikeout guy in his own right, projected to have a 10 plus K per nine, but also has some control issues. Uh, projected four plus walks per nine innings and an ERA anywhere between four to four and a half expected for De Leon on the season. Now you look at Cincinnati. 
Uh, they were launching long balls uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals and, and a near fracas that broke out there as well with uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, a guy that uh, is gone already ham so far early on this season, swinging a hot stick. Uh, and over those first three games against the Redbirds, uh, Cincinnati had six, nine, and 12 runs, and the totals in those games, 17, 15, and 13. Now, it's kind of trending downward a little bit, but again, with a couple of rough-around-the-edges starters on the bump, knowing the Reds are you know, on fire offensively right now, uh, hopefully the Pirates can get, I don't know, three, four runs on the board. I think this one's going to be in double figures in terms of total runs when it's all said and done. So Brubaker versus Jose De Leon. Fade or follow my over nine runs in this Pirates-Reds matchup. I will take an over uh, with anything involving Cincinnati here early in the season. You brought up the three-game series against St. Louis, and it went over, 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 yep. uh, as yep. you said. So, I mean, this is uh, this is a team that is just trying to get some offense going here early on. So, yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure we made up those two names for those pitchers. Uh, again, I don't follow <laughs> baseball as closely as some of our counterparts do, but I did sit back and think to myself, who? Uh, but that's what happens when you get to the fourth uh, end of your uh, rotation. rotation. So, yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm right there with you. I think this one goes over. I feel like this final is going to be 11 or 12. So, yeah, double digits feels solid for me with the over between the Bucks and the Reds. Make some dinero with Jose De Leon and the Cincinnati Reds. Number three. All right, let's move on to the MonkeyKnifeFight.com Monkey Knife Fight Player Prop of the Day presented by, oh, shocker, MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Uh, unfamiliar with MKF? Well, it's a DFS game unlike any other. It's just you against the house and all of your favorite player props, more or less, over or under on points, rebounds, assists, even fantasy points. And if you want to have an MKF in good time, you need to fire off that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN and when you do you get a free $5 game on the house. Have an MKF in good time at monkeyknifefight.com and let's go uh, to the association and let's uh, break down a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder and that is Moses Brown, a guy over the last month who's seen significant tick uh, in terms of minutes played, and I'm going to take the over against the Detroit Pistons at 11 and a half rebounds in this one. The last 12 games in which Moses Brown has logged at least 20 minutes played, he has gone over this number seven times. So he has been a rebounding machine, seven foot two, 245 pound. Uh, youngster out of UCLA, and it's a great matchup on paper. You look at Detroit uh, in the bottom half in defensive rebounding percentage allowed, offensive rebounding percentage allowed, and according to the FTN Daily Advanced DVP tool, this is the seventh best matchup for a rebounder. So again, 11.5 rebounds, healthy number. Uh, it might seem unachievable, but based on the recent success of Brown, a guy that just camps out in the lane with that long seven foot two frame, and knowing that the Pistons have had their problems sealing off the glass, uh, I think it's going to be a dozen or more rebounds tonight. So give me Moses Brown over 11 and a half boards against Detroit. Fade or follow. 
I'll follow on this one because I'm looking at a game from last month that he had going up against the T-Wolves where he finished with meh, four points. Oh, but 17 boards. I could yeah. totally see that being what happens in this particular game against Detroit. He may not do a whole lot in terms of putting the ball through the cylinder, but he is camped out down low, got a good feel for the ball. He's pulling down the rebounds. And as you said, as he has started to chalk up more minutes, he's earning those because he's taking care of cleaning the glass. That is why OKC has him out there on the floor because he he is protecting the rim in a big way, trying to keep teams off the offensive board. So I'll roll with it because you look at that game, you look at the game against the Celtics he had last month where he had a 20-20 double-double. Um, this is a kid that is starting to uh, find his role on this team, and I think this is a favorable matchup. Let's roll with the over. Look for him to get a baker's dozen by the time the final horn sounds. Yeah, squeeze that rock, Moses Brown. Number two. All right, let's move on to the national title game. And if it's even like one-eighth what we saw uh, between Gonzaga and UCLA, it's going to be an all-timer. And I think this is going to be a breakneck uh, pace. I think it's going to take your breath away. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And it's a matchup we've all been waiting for, literally for months. I have, anyway. Uh, we thought we were going to get this way back in December. Of course, it got canceled due to COVID issues. Uh, there was uh, maybe some wiggle room that would allow in the conference slate to get the rematch uh, you know, between these te- uh, two teams going. It never really happened. Uh, so now we finally get it. And with the stakes raised significantly because for the national title Baylor Gonzaga uh in a game that tips off I think at roughly midnight eastern <laughs> with, with how all the pomp and circumstance that leads up uh to the marquee event let's focus on the total first here I'm gonna take the over on 159, uh, you know, these two teams are the best in the country in terms of offensive efficiency. Gonzaga, number one in that category uh, in this NCAA tournament, netting a ridiculous 1.307 points per possession on the season. Baylor, number two uh, in adjusted offensive efficiency. And in the NCAA tournament, they've compiled 1.262 points per possessions. Each team has superb scores at every position. Each can rack up the points, whether near proximity, mid-range, or long-range. Each, as well, like to push the pace. Now, Gonzaga, obviously, uh, more, but Baylor is comfortable at variable speeds. And the Baylor over has hit in 14 of its last 17 games. So that is a mouthwatering trend uh, that is certainly having me salivate, and I'm sure has you salivating at the prospects as well. This number's come down a little bit. Remember, it opened at 160, so it shaved off a full point. I think this one's going to be comfortably in the 80s. That's why I'm also on the Baylor over 77.5 points on the team total. But you get a fade or follow me, again, over 159, Zags, Bears. This is a feet to the fire thing, brother, because otherwise I just I I told you at the beginning of the pod, I am not a fan of this total because I mm. feel like it's going to be really damn close to this, to be honest with you. So tell you what, I'll fade Brad Evans and Joe Public on this one. Fifty four percent of the bets right now are on the over at one fifty nine. I'm going to fade it. I'm going to tuck the score just barely underneath this one this to me comes back I know I say this a lot on the pod and I've had some people that are like oh you're just wimping out uh, this has me thinking alt line to be honest yeah. with you I kind of yeah. want to find a couple of points in this one bring it down and then take the over because I think this number is really really damn close unless you're somebody that
that thinks that we're going to see another overtime thriller like we did on Saturday, in which case, obviously, you got a lot better shot at that over. But as it sits right now, if we're talking regulation 40 minutes, I think it's going to tuck just under, my friend, and I will fade you. I will throw in a little bonus time uh, alt-line parlay at the end of the pod, Lundy. Maybe it'll make Ooh. you feel a little bit better. Maybe it'll make this selection a little bit more palatable. Uh, by the way, nice work of the uh, you know not average Joes. These are totally gems. Uh, that are in this competition. I learned that from Sir Charles over the weekend. I don't know if you caught that or not, but that <laughs> Another was Another Charlesism to keep us going through yeah, March Madness. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of gems, not a lot of Joes in this game. Number one. All right, let's move on to the spread in this contest. And at tape time, it is Gonzaga minus four and a half. And I'm going to side with the underdogs here. I'm going to get go with the Baylor Bears. I understand it's a dangerous proposition because Gonzaga has the ability to score in bunches and levy a knockout blow very early on. But I think Baylor can absorb any kind of kill shot uh, that Gonzaga throws their direction, uh, especially when you got Butler, Mitchell, Teague, and Flagler. All of these guys uh, can really stroke it from outside. They shoot as a collective just over 38% so far in this NCAA tournament. Uh, what it boils down to here is Drew Timmy. You know, can Mark Vidal stay out of foul trouble? Can uh, Jonathan Chamuchachua uh, body up inside or maybe Flo Thamba get some quality minutes? Matthew Meyer uh, can assist there as well. The, the versatile mullet donning. A man off the bench for this Baylor team. But, you know, I think they can. I really do. So, you know, I think Baylor is going to keep this one nice and snug here in the end. A team that doesn't, you know, really cough the basketball up a whole lot. Just an 11.7 uh, offensive turnover percentage here in the NCAA tournament. They force a turnover 24.6% of the time. They generate a ton of second chance opportunities. 34.1% of their possessions in this NCAA tournament. But the key for the Baylor Bears to uh, maybe steal the victor or at least score the cover is trying to neutralize Drew Timmy the best way possible. And I think they're going to keep him somewhat at bay. And I think Gonzaga wins this sucker in the end by a deuce. So give me Baylor plus four and a half. Fade or follow. Fade. Oh! I'm sticking with my pick from the very beginning. I'm going to fade you on this one as well. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think this is going to be close throughout. But I think Gonzaga has the talent. I think they've got the depth. I think they've got Timmy uh, to be able to take care of Baylor by the time it's all said and done. I know people are talking about, well, Baylor's played a tougher schedule. Oh, I, you know, look at their record against top 10 teams. Look at everything that they've been able to do. Yeah, but I think that sometimes you sleep on these teams on the West Coast. We know that that East Coast bias occasionally comes in. And I think, frankly, this spread would have been five and a half or six had the Gonzaga-UCLA game not ended the way it did. I think there's some recency bias in here with this hmm. spread. I think people are looking at what UCLA was able to do, thinking that Baylor now sees a roadmap to be able to do it. I think Mark Few and Gonzaga are too good. I will throw this out there to you, Brad. Two different things for you. First of all, when it comes down to Timmy, yes, it is all about the play. You know what else it's about? The officiating. And I'm going to be yeah. really curious to see what the officials do. Are they calling it tight, especially down in the paint? Or are they going to allow these guys to move and body up? Because that is going to have a massive effect on how this game is played because of how much Gonzaga wants to be able to use Tim. I'll also throw this one out there. You just said you thought this would be a game decided by a deuce, didn't you? Yeah, I did. All right. How about plus 1150 odds on DraftKings Sportsbook as of tape time for this thing to go into overtime? 
could Ooh. be worth sprinkling a couple of dollars on such a high positive number. If you think, if you out there in podcast listenerville believe that this is going to be that close, might I suggest that you sprinkle a little something on the chance that this game goes into overtime and we get another instant classic? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I might do that at those odds, you know, 11-1 essentially. Why the hell not? Uh, by the way, here's, my- what's, here's what's crazy, Brad, by the yeah. way. That number, that number yesterday, Sunday, was actually even higher, which to it. me says there's yeah. probably a lot of people that are betting on the option of this thing going to overtime because that number was actually, uh, I think, up at like plus 1,500 yesterday. That's how far it's come down. Yeah, it's not make-believe material at all. I can easily foresee this, this game going to an extra session. If it does, uh, then it will be a classic. I can guarantee you that. Uh, by the way, my alt-line parlay, uh, bonus time, uh, play of the day as I teased. Uh, get Baylor a plus eight. Uh, get the over down to 155. If you slap those two together, it's plus 130 at DraftKings. There you go. That uh, that's easier for you to stomach, I think. There. Yeah. Right. See, there there you go. You just helped out my slight nausea I've been feeling in trying to uh, <laughs> in trying to pick this one for us today. This is hey, all I'm hoping for. I, I know this sounds so dumb. All I'm hoping for is another good game. Yeah, I, me that's too. really what I'm hoping that's for. And I know I brought it up, but I'm really hoping the officials do not become part of the story. Yeah, follow the example set in the UCLA game. You know that I mean because they swallowed the whistles in the second half. He had free freedom of movement, free flowing, all kinds of space. It was a wonderful thing, and we got a classic game. So let's hope that comes to pass tonight. Uh, and that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me at Noisy Chavos. Uh, please drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly if you enjoy this pod and check out FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code E-V-A-N-S to score 10% off your subscription today. And as always, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.